hey guys it's rodney moses here and i'm back i know it's been a month and a lot of you have sent me some messages which i really am grateful for the support has been amazing but in this past month i've been spending time building infographics for the instagram page we have and also the tiktok page we have so that it's easier for you to get a summary of what the solo episodes do talk about and in the process i've also thought to myself as to what exactly could i be working on what exactly could i be doing that would make it even more better for you guys so saying that please go check out the instagram page check out the infographics let me know what you think let me know if you prefer the color palettes we've been using and uh, yeah so and outside of that as well been building a team which is quite nice to get this support from people so yeah without any delays let's get to what we're here to talk about today so the format of this episode is something quite new because it's one thing that i came across in the month as i've been working on how to tailor the message to be more entertaining and but at the same time still pass that knowledge to you guys i thought there's no better way than to talk about how do we prevent fainting at a festival or a campsite where you go where it's scorching hot the temperature is 35 degrees outside 90 degrees humidity you name it but how could we do this using medtech where exactly does medtech play a part in this and for those of you guys who know me they know that I'm a Boy Scout. I've been a Boy Scout since I was 10 years old. And being a Boy Scout is simply not about selling cookies or, you know, going to old age homes and volunteering there. But it's also about working to sort of like improve the world, make the world a better place and sort of like give the youth some sort of identity and movement. So there's no better story than to talk about the jamboree the world scout jamboree that happened this year in south korea which i attended and i was fortunate enough for this to be my third world scout jamboree that i've attended in my life and to put it into perspective the world scout jamboree for scouts is like the world cup essentially it's something that happens once every four years you got scouts from all over the world coming in one place and camping there together so usually there is about fifty thousand scouts camping together for about 12 days from all over the world but in korea there was about yeah around those numbers from but from about 150 or 160 countries but it was hot so I remember during the opening ceremony, like there were people dropping one by one. And I think in the opening ceremony that lasted two hours in the evening, apparently 80 to 100 people collapsed. And this made headlines, right? Because you're stuck there, people are dropping around you. You don't know what to think. You feel like you're in some sort of like hunger or sweet games, in excuse the pun, being in Korea. Um... And people just dropping around you. And I couldn't stop but think that what exactly could we do to prevent this? Is there a particular way that medtech works right now or medtech things that we have right now that could help prevent this in the future? And I'm not here to say that, you know, the planning was bad or anything like that. But this is just basically to put into perspective as to why do we faint? And I'm, today I'm planning to talk about three 
technologies in medtech that exist that could help us know when it's time for us to drink some water when it's time for us to know okay my body temperature is high and i cannot continue to persist on this so we'll be briefly talking about that and then sort of like then looking at that so that we don't have to be in that situation where people are fainting so as we start to look at this we have to know that because of all these things we ended up having some scouts sort of like leaving the jamboree early a lot of them just kind of just gave up and you know went back home essentially or went back to so but the jamboree was actually never completed because i think five days before the completion of the jamboree there was a typhoon so you couldn't name it if anything could go wrong everything went wrong in this particular place but you know, I still enjoyed it. I still made a lot of friends there that I still talk to with today. And I'm hoping to visit them in their countries as well. But it's important for us to look at exactly why do we faint. And we faint for many reasons. But the reason why we faint is simply because there's not a lot of oxygen or enough oxygen getting to our brain. But this can be triggered by many things. I mean, fainting can be triggered by, you know, <laughs> standing up too quickly, uh, dehydration low blood sugar levels you know like taking certain medication like heat and all these things add up to that but today i want us to focus on the dehydration part as to say okay we know that we're going to be in a situation where we're more likely to get dehydrated what can we do so i wanted to talk about three things today so firstly we're going to be looking at urine color charts and what do I mean by this? Yes, I mean looking at the color of our urine and looking at a chart which can be given on our phones or as printouts at these events which we attend where we lose a lot of water. And this can really help us because on this chart you got the different ranges telling you, okay, if your pee is clear, maybe you're taking in too much water, stop a little bit. If it's yellowish, okay, maybe that's healthy. If it's dark brown, probably you're dehydrated and you need to drink some water. But before we even really go into detail about this, it's quite interesting because the idea of using urine as a measuring tool to check our health status has been there for a very long time. Uh, since ancient times, basically, where people tried to look at it and sort of have the perception as to what exactly is happening in our body. So the Greeks used it, the Romans used it, the ancient Egyptians used it. So this is something that can really help us. It sounds basic, but it will really help prevent that level of dehydration. And when we talk about dehydration, we're not just looking at losing water, but also electrolytes electrolytes are quite important because people think that okay i'm losing a lot of water right now let me just drink water but you have to understand in your sweat it's not just water you're losing and that's why our sweat tastes salty those are the electrolytes you know the essential minerals in our body such as sodium potassium chloride calcium magnesium and all these play a crucial role in us you know maintaining this sort of balance within our body so yes uh that's also quite important so drink water look at the urine chart to see where we are and also if we can let's have electrolyte drinks 
to rehydrate ourselves and simply not just water. Number two, hydration monitoring wearables. Like what exactly are these products? This is basically a new emerging technology that has sort of come into the market over the last six years. And uh, it's quite interesting because you, what they basically are, they're basically wearable devices that sort of like monitor, you know, your vital signs by measuring, you know, your sweat composition, skin conductivity, or even blood markers. But I mean, the, the accuracy of this is still growing as it's still an emerging technology. And now you've got several companies, which I'll be really grateful to have one of the CEOs on this podcast for, but you got wearable hydration monitoring devices that monitor things like, uh, you know, your heart, but you just have to wear like a ring. So it's essentially a ring that you wear and it monitors this vital signs. So it's not like intrusive. It's sort of like something that can be fashionable that you wear similar to what people are now doing with their Apple watches and so forth. So if you don't want to wear Apple watch, there's now these rings, but we can't deny the cost of this because each ring costs roughly about, uh, well, it starts from about $250 to about $350 US dollars, which can be quite expensive, particularly when you're looking at trying to use this to host um, an event or to use this at an event where people are coming in abundance. Therefore, when we look at the cost, it's important for us to factor in, can we do this for a thousand people? But I'm quite confident that with the technology's growth and as it evolves over the years there's going to be a lot of potential here and i'm quite excited about this technology so that's something that's really good and it's interesting because the way there's to be honest i don't really want to go into the science of how everything works but um it's it's interesting in the sense that we basically don't have to be invasive into the body for us to get readings or for us to know where we stand in terms of our hydration and and everything else and this can then be connected to our apple watches our iphones or our phones in general not even an iphone but that's the potential of this technology so it's really exciting and number three is something that actually quite interests me because as we're moving into this world of smart technology it's worth asking what exactly is out there so there's been a string of developments that have been coming up including sort of like smart toilets but the technology is quite simple so what happens is you got things that they call like a urine specific gravity test and this works using what they call a refractometer which is just a device that shines light across something to try to calculate the concentration of water present in your urine. So the question is, is it feasible for us to then have this device on an industrial level? And I don't think there's a toilet more industrious than the toilets at festivals or campsites where people have to use them. They'll be used at least by thousands and thousands of people per day. So the question is, can we then use this technology that every time you go to the toilet, it tells you, oh, okay, your water is fine, or maybe you need to drink some more water. And I'm sure this could be useful in many places, not just at festivals, but even in our daily lives, in on night outs, wherever we go. So people just sort of like prevent that dehydration process that happens. But then... We also have to check, is it 
something that's cost effective. But I personally think that the way the world is going and the technology we're going where everything is personalized, this is a good way for us to do that. So these urine analysis devices are still upcoming. And the thing with this third point is that most of these technologies are still being developed, but we're not yet at the stage where we can be. But just sticking to the basics of drinking water and making sure that we also replace the electrolytes we lose when we sweat are the key components really for us to prevent fainting at a festival just from a dehydration point of view besides obviously avoiding the heat and other factors that are involved into this so but i just wanted to focus mostly on water retention and how our body absorbs water without looking at other factors so yeah thank you